than bubble. I'm, I'm with you guys on when you think of bubbles, isn't the first thing that you think of bursting. Put it on the poll at Lebitard Show. When you think of bubbles, isn't the first thing you think of bursting. Hey, you're listening to Burst Your Bubble. I'm Josh, and I've got Kyla here with me. We're here to bring you the sharpest sports takes. We talk NBA today, a lot of things going on, maybe an MVP candidate, maybe not. Week 11 of the NFL with our BYB parlay that absolutely will not miss. College football playoffs are on the horizon. We end the show with a super fun totem pole of NFL coaches we'd like to hang out with. Stay plugged into our social media on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Burst Your Bubble. We're available everywhere you can get your podcast. You can even get us on your Alexa devices. If you're bored at home, just say, Alexa, play Burst Your Bubble podcast. Then remember to rate, review, share with your friends, your family, the woman at Starbucks, the guy at McDonald's, the guy who cut your lawn for the last time, all the people that you're going to see in the holidays. Remind your family, listen to Burst Your Bubble, get our takes, get our advice. Everything that we have on the show is great for them because it's great for you. Guys, thank you so much for listening, but remember, no hard feelings because more than likely, one of us will burst your bubble. Josh, the person that has bursted my bubble the most heading uh, starting this NBA season, I should say, has far and away been Stephen Curry. I mean, Josh, I told you about those two bets I had placed, right, for the MVP, Luka Doncic and Kevin Durant. And the KD pick was looking good early. Until Stephen Curry decided to announce that he was the best player in the world. Uh, yeah, he's just continued what we saw like two years ago when every game he just shoots nine threes. Well, he makes nine threes and he scores 40 points every game. He just puts on a clinic. He's been getting to the rack as much as he wants. In the high profile game, like a game against the Nets, he just came out and was a prolific at scoring the basketball. Once again, Steph Curry reminding people what he can do even at what, 32 years old? Yeah, just 32. And then two nights later, Josh, last night against the Cavs. I mean, obviously it's just the Cavs, but with a bothersome hip, comes out and drops 40. 20 of those in the fourth quarter. Jesus Christ. Bro, he outscored. Did you see the box score for that game where he outscored him like 36 to 8? Yeah. Uh, I did I did see now that he has a hip contusion that could keep him out Friday, so that's something to watch. You know, you uh, had eight, eight I, I, years to get interrupted hey. by injury, but. I did, I did, I did say something about that last time. You know, we obviously we don't win and wish on anybody, but I'm an ankle injury away from Kevin Durant being right back in that running. Yeah, that's right. Now, if we look at the Kia MVP ladder, uh, Steph Curry is got to be at the top. I'm pulling up. Yeah, Steph Curry is number one. He he jumped to number one. Number two is Kevin Durant. Three is the Joker, Jokic. Even the the, the villains back at, in the top three. Kyler, do you know who number four is? In the Kia MVP ladder? Um, Lamella Ball. DeMar DeRozan. I don't completely believe that, Josh. Have you seen his numbers this year? 26 and 6, 5 and 4. That's, I mean. And the Bulls are what, second in their conference? Mm hmm. They are uh, looking pretty good. Looking pretty good. So I do want to talk more about the Bulls, but definitely not right now because I'll spend 30 minutes on them. Josh, one team that I could spend 30 minutes on right now, none of them, you could probably spend 20 minutes on it at least. The Oklahoma City Thunder. Oklahoma City Thunder, Kyler, they're winning basketball games. Josh, you realize tonight, if we win, we will have a better record than the defending champions. The Kyler, last time, last time that we went in depth about the Thunder, we had won two games, I think. Now our current record is six and eight, and Lou Dort has came alive as probably the second best two-way player in the league right now. 
Josh Giddy looks like one of the best rookies. He just looks developed, polished. Uh, you know, the three can still get some work in, but that just takes time. The passing the ball and rebounding, Josh Giddy's got it. Six eight point guard. Shea is just amazing as always. Oklahoma City has a bright future, Kyler. It's so bright, Josh. It just kind of makes me wonder what – so right now we're sitting at the 10 seed. That's just just inside the uh, the play-in. But, I mean, obviously some tough teams behind us in Minnesota and Sacramento. But obviously some teams that could drive off in front of us, uh, such as um, the Trailblazers, of course. The Grizzlies could always fall off with an injury. So, so same thing with the Nuggets. But, I don't – Josh, do you think we get into the playoffs? Do you think that's the goal? No, no, the goal the goal is absolutely not to get into the playoffs. Well, we the already have the picks, Josh. We already have the picks secured up. So it doesn't, I don't even think it matters. I mean, what place we finish in. Because I mean the picks aren't I ours. I don't think that we want to make it to the playoffs. I think that they would love to I I, I don't know. I'm I can't say that. Maybe they would love to end in the 10, 9 or 10 seed and then play in the play in tournament. That'd probably be best case. Yeah. But I, th- I just think that if we're inside the top 10, that gets some players like SGA, Josh Giddy, gets those young guys some playoff chops. And I think that's really could help them later on in, the, in their careers. I don't know if Shop was going to get in that camera and I guess she didn't win in the pod. <laughs> but uh, I, I think the 10 seed, I think the play in Josh is their goal this season. I think finishing ahead of teams like Minnesota, the Spurs, I mean, obviously they're going to finish ahead of, ahead of the Pelicans and the and the Rockets. So it's just about beating the Timberwolves and the Kings. Now, wasn't there something about our pick and the Rockets pick, depending on who had the better record this year? Didn't that like give us a higher pick or a lower pick? Yeah, but I think that ship's already sailed, right, Josh? I mean, yeah, you're probably right. I think Houston's only win is against the Thunder, and then the Thunder realized, well, we don't want to be that bad, so we're not going to do that good of a tanking job, which I will say all the top heads for like a week and a half straight were just bashing the Thunder and talking about how much of a tank job this is going to be, and Oklahoma City Thunder was the despicable way to go about building a team, and here we are, 6-8, and eight, Way better than one of 14 from the mm-hmm. Rockets, and everyone's okay with them doing this, so it just doesn't make sense. Yep, in our last 10, we're six and four. Um, while the Rockets have lost 13 in a row, not a very good look for the Houston Rockets. Um, yeah, I just don't think we're going to have any problems. I mean, obviously, we're gonna have a little difficulty getting into the into the playoffs, getting up that eight seven seed, but uh, Josh, I think the 10 seed is pretty reachable for us as long as we don't do what we did last year to start benching players. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Keep keep them healthy. Keep the young guys rotating in, finding out who, who you're going to keep, who you're going to end up cutting in a year or two. Find the, find the jewels in the rough, the diamonds in the rough that you want to build your team around and keep on the roster. I mean, that's what all this entire process is about. Uh, Mark Dagnall, though, Kyler, will yeah. not be making this three-game road trip with the team. Uh, his wife is going to give birth to their baby. And so he said, uh, guys, I'm not making the trip. Y'all got it without me. Peace and peace, tease and peace for him. Uh, Josh, one last question before we move on from the NBA. What's been more surprise for you this season? The Washington Washington Wizards getting off to such a strong start, only half a game out from the top game or top seed in the East. So is that more surprising than the New Orleans Pelicans starting two and fourteen? Yes, I, I mean I don't, Kyle. You know me. I don't think the Pelicans are a good team anyway. So I'm, Two and fourteen. 
I'm surprised that they were that bad. I thought I'd see them closer to like the 10, 11 spot, somewhere close around where Oklahoma City's at. Uh, but so, I mean, I guess the Wizards are more surprising being 10 and five because I did not see them having a winning record at all this year. So I think that's more surprising, but both of these things have shocked me. Gotcha. And I think as much praise as Zach Levine is getting for MVP, right? Or I'm sorry, DeMar DeRozan. Yeah. Lonzo Ball should be in that conversation, should he not? No. Well, I mean, uh, it's uh, I'm just going to say, Josh, it's obvious that when Lonzo Ball leaves the team, that team gets a lot worse in playmaking. I mean, it happened with the Lakers with that when that first year he left. It happened now with the Pelicans that year he left because Brandon Ingram can't get an open shot to save his life. Now he's in uh, Chicago and DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine are getting any free shot they want. I mean, yeah, I'm sure it helps having an actual point guard, you know, someone that you trust just to run the offense and distribute. But that's the thing. He's able to do that because no one's worried about Lonzo going out there and just splashing from three or just killing you. I mean, so. You say that, Josh, but, I mean, you should look at the stats from the season. I mean, I have looked at them in a little bit, but his his shot has gotten a lot better, and his his stats have have shown that. That He has has a respected shot right now. I'm going to pull it up. Okay, we've got. Yeah, he's hit double digits quite a few times this year. I need to find his uh, – here we are, 2021. Field goal percentage is 42%. Yeah, I don't know. I am not. I don't think I'm scared of Lonzo Ball. Just Gosh, he's shooting 45% for the three. Mm, flukes. Flukes. So he's played 15 games. I'm all in on Lonzo Ball. He's averaging 13, five, and five, four, five and four and a half with two steals and a block. Kyler, right. you're – It'll be a not, wild day before I'm out here endorsing Lonzo Ball. No, nah, Josh. I think I think if his name was was Stan Smith, I think everybody I think he'd be an all star right now. I think because his last name is Ball, an all star at thirteen five. No way. I think with it. I mean, Josh, he would be with his contributions. I mean, look what he's doing. I just say I think Let's what's taking. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's be real. If his name is Stan Smith, he's not a starting point guard in the league. No, Josh. These numbers, he's just, he's shoot, again, Josh. I'll tell you, he's shooting forty-eight point five percent from three in his last ten games. I, I mean, I, I hear what you're, I hear what you're telling me, Kyler. But if his name was Stan Smith, he wouldn't still be around now because of how poorly he's played in the past. The only reason that he's still getting the the chances and the things throughout his career is because his name is Lonzo Ball. Uh, Josh, I'm going to take you on a whole on a whole Lonzo Ball. Josh, I could do a whole podcast about how Lonzo Ball has been uh, unfairly treated in this league and how uh, his best years are yet to come. And if you look at his stats over the years, that is uh, it's pretty evident. But moving on, Josh, uh, do you got anything more in the NBA? Can we move to some uh, a little bit of college basketball maybe? Uh, I think I'm good with the NBA. Uh, just keep watching that Josh Giddy Six Man of the Year uh, award come out because he's just continuing to look better. Not Six Man of the Year, Rookie of the Year, sorry. Because uh, he's just continuing to look great at basketball. That was my germex. It did not come out. But you're typing. Uh, no, not me. So, Josh, if you were to guess what a grandson's role on his grandfather's collegiate basketball team is in his in in that particular collegiate coach's final year of probably the most decorated career of any coach ever. What's what's that grandson's role? In a Disney movie, starting point guard. Well, 
at Duke University, it's to take the rap for a your best player, potentially drunk driving. And that's exactly what he did. Um, Paulo Bonchero, obviously the uh, Duke's number one player and probably going to be the number one player in the draft next year, um, was with Coach K's grandson in that uh, DUI situation. Um, neither have been with a team yet so far. But something to know for there, Josh, but I'm still hopeful for uh, national championship later on the season. Duke for the national champions. It only, they better hope uh, Paolo comes back. That's, he's going to be critical to them winning a national championship. Oh, he'll, be, he'll come back. He didn't know. He had no idea. It was all Coach K's grandson, fucking alcohol. <laughs> Allegedly. Uh, Allegedly. Yeah, put that out there. Uh, Josh, let's talk about some football. Let's, get any more let's talk about some football. Uh, no, I mean, other, other college basketball, Oklahoma State uh, just continues to look good, Kyler. Uh, winning games and winning games. OU won a couple of close ones. Uh, shaking out pretty good towards the top. Kansas obviously looks great. A bunch yeah, it's, of good teams still. It's, it's, it's early. so really early. It's so early, Josh. It's fun. It's fun to watch them. But, you know, Duke plays Lafayette tonight. So, obviously, that's going to be a great game. Um, but let's move on. Like you said, let's move on to football. So, in the college, college ranks, though, um, 11 a.m. on Saturday, we've got big games this weekend. Number seven, Michigan, Michigan State at number four, Iowa State or Ohio State. I'm sorry. And, John, I texted you this. I said over the weekend, I told you that Oklahoma State has a real shot if they went out to get into this playoff. And you text me back. They need a lot more teams to lose. And I disagree here, Josh. And this is obviously they need more teams to lose. But all these teams are now playing each other. You've got number seven and number four. Someone's getting knocked off. And Ohio State already has one loss. Now, if they lose another to Michigan State, they're out of the top 10. Wake Forest is playing Clemson this week. As much fun as we made a Clemson all year long, Clemson is 7-3, and three, Josh. Clemson's 5-2 and two in the ACC. They're not a fucking joke. They're a really well-coached team who's made a lot of mistakes this year with really young players. They're no one that's going to sleep on Wake, and they're going to go in there and upset – go in there to look to upset Wake to try and gain, gain a little more respect on their on – their, uh, name gain the respect back on their name, I should say. Um, then at two thirty, Josh Iowa State looking to I mean make it two in a row against uh, Oklahoma teams this year. Uh, number thirteen Oklahoma t- oh, hosting o- Iowa State. What do you think about that matchup, Josh? Do you think Oklahoma can get the bounce back? Uh, yeah, I don't think Lincoln Riley seems going to come out here and lose two in a row. I, I think OU will get the win over Iowa State. I- I'm not going to take a a cover. But I do think that Oklahoma gets the gets the win here. It just makes too much sense for them not to. What's the spread? I don't know. Uh, Josh, if it's anything close, give me Iowa State because Iowa State has an actual defense. And we saw that. I mean, obviously Oklahoma State's defense isn't that good. But, I mean, Oklahoma State was lost that game because they were still in it at the end because, I mean, neither of the offenses are that good, but the defenses are good. Um, so we'll see if it's close. Give me, I mean – if it's a big line, give me Iowa State. But SMU um, at number five, Cincinnati, that's going to be Cincinnati. That's a real test for them. Um, Josh, they could lose that game very easily. And then Oregon at number 23, Utah. Josh, Oregon can lose that game so easily. That's just that's, – that, that's a matchup begging to be lost. Okay, Kyler, uh, Iowa State is plus three and a half. So yeah. Also, also some some interesting news back to that Clemson game you're talking about. I'm looking at the lines here. Clemson is minus four and a half. Wake Forest are the dogs. Yeah, it's at Clemson. 
So, I mean, there's still one point – one and a half Actually, point I, I, I just told you, Josh, the Clemson, I mean, not, they had a rough start to the season. I think it started, you know, two and five, something like that. Josh, again, they're seven and three. Uh, not two and five. No. Uh, two, two losses in their first five games, I meant to say. That Michigan State-Ohio State game, Kyler, do you know – I mean, who do you have picked to win that game? Fuck, if I know. I mean, I, I'm going to – it's definitely – Josh, isn't the line crazy? Isn't Ohio State favored by, like, 20 points? It's minus 19 to Ohio State. Insane. I mean, it's obviously going to be a close game. Mel Tucker just got a $95 million extension. Like, I, I would love to sprinkle, like, a unit on the Michigan State money line plus 700. I would, too. Wow. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be yeah. good set at all. Um, so, it's obviously going to be a big, big, big weekend in uh, – in college football, I mean, these teams are going to get knocked off. Josh, I'm going to go ahead and predict Oklahoma is going to get knocked off by Iowa State. Iowa State's going to shock the world. And then next week, Josh, next week, Oklahoma State is going to hand Oklahoma's their third straight loss in God knows how many years. Oh, man, I hope that you are right because Oklahoma State does need to win out. I mean, we, I mean, I say Oklahoma State, a lot of these teams need to win out to be able to make it into the college football playoffs. But the thing is, Josh, they're, all the rest of the teams are playing teams in the top five. Oklahoma State's the only team that's not. So it, yeah, I, I, th- I think the chances of them winning out are a, mu- are a lot higher than Cincinnati, Oregon. Yeah, I mean, a team like Michigan kind of scares me. But, I mean, I, even I think they play someone else next week uh, in the top. So these teams do have chances to lose, and they but, Kyler, I'll tell you, what scares me is this is how I see it shaking out. Georgia winning out, getting the one seed. Ohio State plays Michigan State and Michigan the next two weeks. If Ohio State wins out, it will knock both of those, team out, both of those teams out, and Ohio State will get in the playoffs. Oregon only has Utah and Oregon State left. They're going to win out. Oregon's going to win out. You said that, Joshua. Oregon's already lost a questionable game this year. Didn't Oregon lose to Ohio State? No, Oregon no, beat Oregon Ohio State. Beat Ohio State. Yeah, they beat Ohio State. And so, I mean, that's. I mean, I, I just think they're going. Both of these teams that are left. Oregon are not lost good Stanford. Teams. Utah and Jordan, uh, Oregon State are not good football teams. I told you that Pac-12 is so volatile. It's like any team can lose any any week, and Oregon is the perfect example of that. They've come in so many close battles, and uh, like I said, they uh, they did the same game to Sanford. But that's the thing you could you could legitimately say the same thing about Oklahoma State, and that's why it's so important for these teams to win out. Because if you don't win out now, then you're screwed. But the question will be. How will the committee feel if those teams do win out? So we have Georgia. Say Georgia wins out. They beat Alabama. Alabama's knocked out if they lose to Georgia again. Two losses, Alabama won't make the playoffs. Are they? Or, I think so. I think if you lose, I think if you lose twice, depending in my in this scenario I'm about to lay out, I think they're out. Okay. So Alabama loses again. Oregon, they win out. They're going to make it in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Ohio, Ohio State, if they went out, they're making it in the playoffs. Then you have to look at that fourth spot. Cincinnati going undefeated all year. Oklahoma State having beat OU and Baylor if they went out. 
what happens to a team like Notre Dame, Wake Forest. So, I mean, Kyler, there are some legitimate concerns that OSU has, even if they do win out, that, I mean, the worst scenario for Cincinnati and Oklahoma State would be Alabama beats Georgia in the SEC championship because then Cincinnati well, and OSU are going to get squeezed out by a one-loss Alabama team. Well, Josh, if it comes – if Oklahoma State loses to – it loses a bedlam or, you know, something happens where Oklahoma State ends up with an, another loss and it comes down to – even if Alabama loses to Georgia, if Cincinnati's still undefeated, Alabama's getting in the playoff before Cincinnati. If Alabama loses again – I don't know that I agree. I think Cincinnati gets in there if Alabama loses again. If Alabama does not beat Georgia in the SEC championship, I think Cincinnati makes it in the playoffs. I think they probably do in the AP poll, and they probably do in the coaches poll, but in the in the playoff rankings, no, I don't think so. Oh, the fun, the fun, the fun. A two-loss Alabama team, Kyler, I just can't see them letting in the playoffs. Oh, it's going to be hilarious. All right, let's get to some NBA or some NFL, I should say. Let's do it. I am here for NFL, Kyler. NFL is crazy. Antonio Brown faking <laughs> vaccine cards. Oh, that's a baller move. I don't know. I don't know if it's a baller move because that's uh, – I'm pretty sure that's a crime. Oh, uh, like 100%. <laughs> like an actual crime, not even like breaking like a rule from the NFL. That might be um, a felony. Yeah, like I'm. that's a no-no. You, you can't do that. But I guess before we get into uh, into the pickums, I guess we should talk about the game from last night. Um, yeah. Although it wasn't really a game. But Kyler, are the Patriots the hottest team in the NFL? I mean, without a doubt, they are. Without a doubt, they are the hottest team in the NFL. Um, I'm... I'm Josh, and I understand the arguments for Mac Jones being better than blank quarterback that was drafted the same year as him. Josh, I mean, this it's easily debunked. Put put Trevor Lawrence in that situation. Put Justin Fields in that situation. What do you think the Patriots record is just if uh, Trevor Field Trevor Lawrence is their quarterback? It's probably gonna be pretty similar. If similar, if not better, right? So so I mean if I just I, I like I like Mac Jones a lot, but he's better than Trey Lance, hundred <laughs> percent. But uh, nah, let's let's hold let's hold the talk on the Trevor Lawrence and, and uh, Justin Fields talk. I mean, I, I I get where you're coming from, but just I mean, because he is in a, a good situation with Bill Belichick and the coaching staff, but and coming right from like, Saban. But let's not act like the Patriots have all these weapons. I mean, Jacoby Myers got his first NFL touchdown this year. Kendrick Bourne was not a stud. I mean, the, he's not playing with the weapons that Tom Brady has over in Tampa Bay. But you see the the throws he's making, Josh. He's not throwing any dangerous pass. He does not throw a dangerous pass. I mean, whose fault is that? That's what, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, that, that's that's the that's – the, genius of the of the coaching staff i mean it's mac jones does not throw a dangerous pass because it's ingrained in him that he can't yeah and i mean and that's what you want from your quarterbacks i mean that just shows maturity all i know is mac jones is one of the only young rookie quarterbacks who is going through all of his reads and taking time to make those decisions he looks like a vet sometimes yeah i mean obviously he still has his rookie moments but he looks good and Atlanta sucks. I saw someone last night was talking about, well, maybe we're just underrating how good this Atlanta defense is. And I'm like, 
What are you talking about? Atlanta is not good. This team is not good. Atlanta is so bad. But Josh, let's move on to the games this week. Speaking us off, Colts at Bills. The Bills a seven-point favorite. The over-under is 49 and a half. Bills are a seven-point favorite. Yes, Ooh, I think that's gonna. I think that's gonna be a close game. I'll probably take the Colts plus seven, but I, I mean, I feel bad picking against Josh Allen. The Bills have looked good lately, but man, Jonathan Taylor is just so good. Ty is gonna be here. I'll, I'll take the Colts plus seven. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Bills here. Um, I, I think the Bills will get it done. Uh, Josh Allen's gonna have a bounce back game. Jonathan Taylor. I mean, he's been. He's the best back in the NFL right now, Josh. Hands down, right? Uh, no, 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 because uh, Chris McCaffrey's back. Chris McCaffrey looked yeah. just as unstoppable. And Chris McCaffrey wasn't even listed on the injury report this week. So, just watch. Uh, I understand, Josh, and I'm not doubting his greatness at all. What I am doubting is how much they're going to want to use him in a season that – how much of it matters still? Kyler, he was one week back off injury, and they just – I mean – they used him more than they ever should have in his first game back. He had 13 touches and 10 catches. So, I mean, 23 touches for the football. He's, the workload is not, is not getting shorted by any means. So, but Jonathan Taylor, as a standard back, looks – I mean, he is definitely the best in the league. Best between the tackles, making moves, yes. All right. Packers at Vikings. And here's the thing, Josh. The Vikings getting a little disrespected here. Green Bay, one and a half point favorite on the road. The over under is forty seven. Uh, I'm definitely going to take the Packers in this game. I mean, I, I get you know the Vikings have been playing good, but Aaron Rodgers is back. I'm all in on the Packers. AJ Dillon's going to score a touchdown. Devontae Adams going to get a touchdown. Yeah, give me the Packers all day. I'm going to agree with you there just because, I mean, the them being at, uh, on the road and still being favored, uh, obviously Vegas might know something that we don't. So going to go with the Packers minus one there. What do you think of the over-under? That entice you any? Uh, what's, what is the line? 47. 47. I mean, I would probably put the score at like 24-21. Not check on not check on the under. But uh Saints Eagles. Dylan Hurts, Josh, has been tearing up all defense he's been facing since they figured out how to actually use him and not make him throw 40 passes a game. Um and once again, Josh, I I forgot to look up the stats on this, but he is their leading rusher. I know I compared him to someone else the other day, and it was kind of fucking nuts how many yards he had compared to another running back. But Eckler. Yeah, yeah, and he, I believe he still has more rushing guards than Austin Eckler. I'll check up on that. Yeah, that is nuts. Jalen Hurts is just torching, torching defenses. Philadelphia, a two-point favorite against the Saints, Josh. How crazy is that? It is in Philadelphia, so they're getting a little bit of respect. The over-under is 43. Uh, I don't even want to look at the over-under, but I will take the Saints plus whatever they were plus. I'm 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 gonna fade you there, Josh. I'm on the Eagles. I'm I'm all over Jalen Hurts. I'm all over this Doug Peterson defense. They are playing inspired, inspired football. Uh, you know, I get here, it, and they're making the uh, the case to try to make a run for the playoffs with the here, Cowboys slipping. Here's the case against it, Josh. It is at home, and the Eagles are 0-4 at home. 
Yeah, I don't feel good about the Eagles at all. I mean, I I, I at least really like Alvin Kamara. <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna take the Saints. So Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts is 12th right now in rushing. That is ahead of Aaron Jones, James Robinson, Alvin Kamara, Austin Eckler, Melvin Gordon, Antonio Gibson, James Conner, Leonard Fournette, Tony Pollard, Chase Edmonds, AJ Dillon, Chubba Hubbard. The list goes yeah. on. Yeah, that's impressive for your runner or for your quarterback. Elijah Mitchell Jaylen just in, just ahead of just ahead of him with eleven more yards. I mean, Jalen Hurts is good. Uh, the Saints' defense is also decent. This, yeah. I mean, and Sean Payton's just good at drawing up schemes. I mean, I think it's he's going to rely on Devonta Smith to get open. They did just sign Dallas Goddard to a four-year, fifty-two million dollar contract extension, yeah. which good made made sense after getting rid of Zach Hurts. Made sense to snag Dallas Goddard. Yep. But I'd yeah, I'm going to take the Saints. All right, now we got Ravens, Joshua. Ravens are visiting the Bears, and again, this is a home dog. The Ravens are six-point favorites. The over-under is 44-and-a-half. The Ravens are how many point favorites? Six. Yeah, I'll take take six points. Give me the Ravens. Um, I did this last week, and it got me in trouble because it was way too close of a game, but – no, they actually ended up losing. That's what happened. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to relive that. Uh, yeah, give me Baltimore this week. Comeback game. I think that they're just going to torch the Bears. Perfect chance for Rashad Bateman to get his first hundred-yard game. Uh, yeah, I'm all over the Ravens. I'm hammering the minus six. Yeah, and I'm gonna. I'm gonna go ahead and um, relate this game to the Monday Night Football game we'll talk about here in a little bit. But if this is a bounce-back game, uh, I mean, you saw the the press conference after. The Bucks lost last game. It was about a minute and a half long, and Tom Brady was just pissed. Um, so I feel bad for the Giants, as bad as I feel for the Bears this week. Yeah, agreed. Moving on, the most exciting game of the week, Lions at Browns. <laughs> uh, Nick Chubb, Josh. Nick, Nick Chubb is back. Nick Chubb is back. Off the list. How many, weeks, Josh, how, many, how, how many weeks did he miss? Three, two, two, three. He has 721 rushing yards. Nick Chubb is really good at rushing the football. On 120 carries. I think Kareem Hunt's also playing in this game. He is. So, yeah, the the duo is back for the Browns. (laughs) uh, But the Lions have all the momentum in the world, Kyler. They did not lose last week. Josh, please. You're completely right. They did not lose last week. Please pick the Browns. Please please pick the Lions. (laughs) Uh, if it's one thing I've learned is to never bet on a Lions football game, uh, but I will pick the Browns money line to win. Uh, you, who are you picking the, the points? Money line. See, that's the thing. I don't, I don't pick points in Lions games. I've learned that. Gosh, it's already. It's I, I wrote these down thirty minutes ago. It's already changed to Cleveland minus twelve. I have it at eleven and a half. See, yeah. See, I want I want no part of that because my gut. Like, if I had to pick, gun to my head, I'm picking the Browns to cover that but that's just the thing as soon as i pick against the lions maybe they'll win no but i got you written down as as a uh browns minus 12 so browns minus 12 gun to my head texans titans tennessee is a minus 10 point favorite at home against the one and eight texans who haven't won a game in a very long time uh josh there's not much to talk about here titans should roll huh yeah, I'm I'm giving I'm taking the minus ten for the Titans. Texans defense is not going to be able to stop them. 
Yeah. Tannehill Tar- and A.J. Brown connecting. Tara playing? Who? Tyrod. No, I don't know. It, it doesn't matter. I, I tried that two weeks ago, and it didn't work. <laughs> very true. Uh, Dolphins, Jets, Josh, another very exciting game happening in the AFC. Both of these teams with seven losses on the year. Um, Jacoby Brissett will be taking the start for them. Uh, Josh, this is such a horrible, horrible matchup. Um, somehow they picked a favorite in this in this game, and it is the Dolphins. They're three-and-a-half-point favorites. Over-unders, 44-and-a-half. Oh, Kyler, I am here. I here I go. Here I go, Kyler. I'm hammered. What what was the line? Uh, Dolphins three and a half. Give me the Jets plus three and a half. Joe Ooh. Flacco, the vet, coming in to save the day. Elite Flacco is back. I forgot Flacco was starting. Give me the elite Flacco. Ooh, that's elite, Josh. But you know he's not vaccinated. Well. Okay, if by today and Sunday when this game starts, if he somehow contracts COVID, I'd probably change to the Dolphins. But uh, give me Joe Flacco. We might even see a uh, we might see a tuba situation, a tuba, a tuba situation where uh, either Flacco doesn't play great or kind of you know just gets nicked up, and then Zach Wilson comes in and saves the day. I'm gonna go with the Dolphins here, Josh. I think Beefo is gonna torment this this Jets this. Uh... Whoever the fuck's gonna be playing quarterback for the Jets this week, I hope maybe it's Mac White or what's his name? Uh, Mike White. Mike White. Golly, I'll never get that right. Washington at the Panthers. I mean, this is just littered with great matchups this week. Uh, Carolina three and a half point favorite over unders forty three. Uh, I'm taking the Panthers plus whatever you just said. Cam Newton starting quarterback. Chris McCaffrey's all the way back. Uh, this is going to feel like a vintage game. Give me uh, Robbie Anderson, probably another touchdown in this game, at least like a 60-yard bomb. Uh, Chase Young's out for the year. I don't trust Washington's defensive line. Terry McLaurin should get some catches. He should feast a little bit. But uh, give me the Panthers plus, would you say, five and a half or three and a half? No, three and a half. And I'm going to disagree yeah. with you. Um, they're, this is going to be a letdown week after that big win against the Cardinals last week that they shouldn't have gotten. Uh <laughs> Yeah, the Dolphin. Uh, I'm sorry, the uh, the Washington football team with with the Green Lizard. I think they're going to come out. They're going to score a lot of points. The over will hit. Um, I think Washington will have at least thirty of those. Oof, I don't know. I man, I don't know. The last time I've ever heard someone taking the over for a Washington football game, but I'm here for it, Kyle. Let's let's root for points. The defenses are horrible. Root for but, points. Especially the pass defenses. 49ers, Jaguars. I mean, just another Jesus. fantastic game. Um, but here's the thing, Josh. Here's something that we didn't mention. The 12 o'clock slot, this is the last game of the 12 o'clock slot. There's nine games at 12 o'clock. So we've had a couple of weeks where red zone's been a little dead. I think we could get some red zone action this week. There will definitely be some red zone action this week, which is good. I'll be at Friendsgiving watching red zone, uh, eating a bunch of Thanksgiving food. So this would be great. Uh the Jaguars have to be underdogs, right, at home? Six and a half. Yeah, okay, yeah. I was, <laughs> I'm definitely not picking the Jaguars to win. Give me the 49ers money line for sure. Uh, they should beat the Jaguars by six and a half, yes. I'm going to agree with you there, uh, especially after this <laughs> last week. I mean, the 49ers look good, Josh. Debo Samuel is the best re- – he's the best best receiver after the catch in the NFL. 
Ooh, that's a that's a statement. I He's mean, not the fastest. That's where that's where Tyreek Hill can get his advantage. But skill wise, I think he's the best. He is very good. I know that Debo is uh, is very good at football. Yeah, she has nine hundred seventy nine receiving yards this season, and I can't imagine any of those have been where balls he's caught past the line of scrimmage. And I think he has two games with over a hundred yards of rushing. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> Incredible. Um, Elijah Mitchell also. I mean, he's just a fantastic, fantastic guy. Kevin Lawrence, I I, that. Go ahead. I did see he I did see Elijah Mitchell was doubtful for this weekend. Oh, not good. Uh Trevor Lawrence. So Josh, I've seen a lot of stats on him where he's made some really big time throws this year. Obviously, I mean, there's been some detriments in everything around the organization. So I'm this is just a throwaway year for Trevor Lawrence. We'll get a new coach next year. Three o'clock games, Josh. This is where things start to get interesting. We got the five and four Bengals versus the five and four Raiders. Loser leaves town, right? Yeah, yes, I think so. And uh, on the road, the Bengals are a one-point favorite. The over-under is 50 and a half. This is the first game at three o'clock. I'm excited for it, Josh. I'm very excited for it, and give me the home team dogs. Give me the home dogs and the Raiders. This is a bounce-back game for them. They are finally figuring things out. Darren Waller is going to explode, and so is Hunter Renfro. This is just going to be a, a great game. I think very, very close back and forth, but I'm going to take the Raiders at the end of the day. I love what Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase are, are doing and have done all year. Joe Mixon has a chance. Uh, this Raiders defensive front, though, is kind of big, so it might be kind of hard for Joe Mixon to get out and break out in space. But uh, I'd look for those Bengals receivers to have a field day. At the end of the day, Raiders come out with a close victory. All right. I'm torn, Josh. I'm torn. I just I, – I don't know how much – how invested this Raiders team is, especially – I don't know. I'm going to go with the Bengals. I'll go with the Bengals if the under hits. So, I'm going to go with the Bengals. Okay. So, Bengals minus what? Uh, one. Okay. Next game, Josh. This should be the game of the week or it could be a complete dud. Cowboys at Chiefs. Over-under is already up to 56.5. KC is a minus 2.5. Who you got? Um, I think I'm going to take the Chiefs to keep it going again this week. I don't have a lot of faith that the Cowboys are going to stop the Chiefs, but I'd say the same thing that the Chiefs aren't going to stop the Cowboys. Uh, really, I could flip a coin 10 times and just, you know, see what it landed on because uh, neither defense is fantastic, although the Cowboys oh. defense has given me more <laughs> to appreciate. The Cowboys defense gets more takeaways. Which is good. I mean, you need takeaways. But, they, but I mean, you get into turnover luck and bad passes that should have been intercepted. That could, you, weren't, you get into all that argument. Yeah, I'm – I'm probably taking the Chiefs, although I don't feel great about it. I mean, but I've – like I said earlier, Kyler, whenever I don't bet on Detroit games, I also do – I never bet against Patrick Mahomes. So, I'm going to take the Chiefs. I'm right there with you, Josh. I've, I've got the Chiefs winning this game. I mean, last week people were arguing – people were making the argument that, you know, the, how good was this Raiders defense or is Patrick Mahomes and the, and the Chiefs really back – and Josh, you could—I mean—that argument is pretty sound because I mean, this was the first week all year long, maybe in the past two years, where somebody decided, "Hey, let's just play Tyreek Hill one on one. Let's just see if our guy can get can can maintain him." 
and fuck did that work? And hey, let's just leave the middle of the field open and see if Travis Kelsey can still catch 14 yard passes. And fuck Kenny can. I mean, so, so I mean, the blueprint, I don't think the blueprint is out there to beat the Chiefs, but I think the blueprint to not lose to the Chiefs is out there. No, the blueprint to beat the Chiefs is definitely out there, and it is to be physical with Tyreek Hill, double him with the safety, and be physical with Travis Kelsey off the line of scrimmage. If you are bumping those guys and playing physical, you, that is the blueprint to beat them. If you're not letting Tyreek Hill run one-on-one, then you're going to win because that's the explosive part of their game You're gonna Tyreek Hill breaking out. You're going to have a better chance to win for sure. I mean, their defense is trash right now, Kyler. I mean, you the thing is, you should be able to score points on Kansas City. And if you're scoring points and you play the defensive thing that I just said, you're going to beat the Chiefs. And that's what uh, – I think I heard Big Cat say this. But um, basically, you know, the over-under is 56 and a half. And, of course, we're going to hit the over just begging for points. But, I mean, we're one eight-minute drive or we're one, you know, turnover in this game away from that over not even being close. Yep but I'm still going to hit the over. All right, Josh, who you got in the game? Always hit the over. Uh, I'm taking the Chiefs. Chiefs, that's also who I have. All right, Cardinals, Seahawks. And Josh, this is another another home dog. Seahawks are at home, but they are a a two-and-a-half point underdog. See, Kyler, this game is tough because I'm looking at two bounce-back games for both of these teams. Both of these teams need this win very badly. Of course. But, I mean, the car, this is – just we've seen quarterbacks come back and struggle after their first week back. Yeah, and, I, and I mean, well, that would go both ways. I mean, Russell Wilson struggled his first week back for the first time ever under Russell Wilson. The Seahawks went scoreless. And this would be Kyler Murray's first week back. Oh, and D-Hop may not play. Kyler Murray's still day-to-day. So – I've got the Seahawks. Home dog. Stuff. Uh, yeah, I'll take I'll take the Seahawks as well. Coming back after that after that loss, I think they'll have a game. All right, Sunday night football. Steelers at Chargers. The Chargers are a six point favorite. The over under is forty seven. I'm hitting the over, and I'm putting my money on the Chargers. You're hitting the over, money on the Chargers. Little road dog, I feel it. And I, I agree with you, Josh. I think, I think that you think, you think they're going to win the game. I think the Chargers are going to win the game. Oh, so your money's on the Chargers? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm going with the Steelers to cover. What's the line at, or what's uh, the? Uh, I had it here at six, but it looks like now it's dropped down to five and a half. Okay, yeah, Chargers minus five and a half for sure. I've got the Steelers minus five and a half, but I think the Chargers are probably going to win that game. Yeah, it's got, I mean, it's got to get to a point sometime where the Chargers just start scoring the football again. Mike Williams going to have to get a couple of touchdowns. So, or not. Yeah, it's, no, they have to. We'll too see. Much talent to not, too much talent to not. You think that, uh, we, we, uh, we all think that. I mean, everyone in the world thinks that, I think. Um, <clears throat> Giants at Bucks. Giants at Bucks. Tampa Bay is a minus 11-point favorite. Over-under is 49-and-a-half. Um, what did you say the plus-minus was? Oh, 11. Oh, man, this is 
this is a stinky bet, but I'm taking the Giants plus 11. Uh, uh, Josh, I mean, I, I don't know. Fuck, that's, that's a little bold, but it kind of shocked me when I saw that line because, I mean, the Giants have been playing pretty inspired football of late, haven't they? They have been. They've been in and games. this is a primetime game. This is a primetime game. 11 is way too many points. Book it with Josh. Giants plus 11. Didn't Danny Dimes like have his breakout game on like a Monday Night Football? Yeah, that would make sense. I mean, yeah. I think I think that's I think that's right. I'm excited. I, about I think the I think I think the Bucks win, but I, I think the Giants play well enough to keep it within a, a field, like a, a touchdown and a field goal. I would like to think so, Josh, but I'm going to side with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and their minus eleven. I think they win by two touchdowns. And I don't blame you for that. You know, I don't pick the Giants feeling fantastic about it, but too many points in prime time. Give me the Giants making it close. Yep. All right, Josh, you got, any, got anything else? No, this was fantastic, Collar. This was great. NFL, uh, I'm ready. Big slate coming up this weekend. A lot of implications in college football. Sports are going nuts right now. I'm ready for the parlay. We're going to give out – we're going to do a totem pole today. What are we doing? Uh, let, yeah, let's do the parlay. Let's get our BYB parlay out of the way. <laughs> All right, give me your first one. All right, my first bet for the BYB parlay that will not miss. I got to find my line here. Give me one sec. Mm-hmm. Wow, where is this game at? Okay, South Alabama, no way. Okay, here we go, Kyler. Give me Oklahoma State Cowboys minus 10 against Texas Tech. Love it. I love that. I love it. I love it. I love it. Let me pull up this. Yeah, I need OSU to have a big game. All right, and just to uh, space these games out, so you'll have two games to watch on Saturday, I'm going to go ahead and go with Michigan State plus 19. Oh, I like it. Make it a close game. Okay, my second one will be Baltimore minus six against the Bears. Should have saw that one coming. <laughs> should we delay it to Monday or should we do Sunday Night Football? Let's do Sunday Night Football. Steelers Chargers. Joshua, how do you feel about the over-under on Monday Night Football? Uh, I picked the over, but I don't feel great about it. How do you feel about the over on Sunday Night Football? Once again, I picked the over, but I don't feel great about it. Which one do you feel better about? Uh, probably Sunday night, huh? Probably. Yeah, probably. Let's go Sunday night football. Yeah, with no Antonio Brown, let's go Sunday night football. I want the over 47. Okay, so we've got the over Sunday night football at 47. We've got the Ravens minus six. We've got Oklahoma State minus 10. And we've got Michigan State plus 19. Yep. Perfect. That is the BYB parlay that cannot miss. It will hit every time. I love it. Got it written down. I'll post it on social here in a little bit. Uh, Josh, are we going to do a tone poll today? We're going to save that for Monday. Let's save that one for Monday. Yeah, this has been quite an episode. Yeah, we put out a bunch, but it's good. Uh, good to be back in it, Kyler. Look forward to watching football. 
we'll be texting all weekend and live tweeting during all the game. And uh, hopefully next week we have a really cool guest on for you guys. Other than that, oh, yeah. that's all that I have. I uh, look forward look forward to the next one. I'll, I'm digging that sweatshirt. And for the YouTube listeners, we got uh, you see me with a little shot, a little mode to Clay. You know he'll be back next month. Josh, the Warriors are looking really scary. They are looking very scary, and especially with Clay coming back, Kyler, that just makes it even worse. And Wiseman as well. He'll come back around the same time as Clay. Oh, nice. NBA is in trouble. All right, Josh, we'll talk to you soon. All right, Kyler, see you, bud.